Hey y'all, welcome to any where love is the foundation of life with thyself. My name is Shani Wasserkoff, and the way that 2022 is moving, progressing, and teaching me so many things, moment by moment, it just grabs me by the neck while I can still breathe, and then just has me like screaming, but also on my knees. I'm going to be your next rapper, okay? I'm so thankful to God for seeing me through. And when I say seeing me through, I mean actually seeing me through. Because I'm here. And many years ago, it looked like I would never even get to here. And so to know that God saw me in this very moment and he said, no, I got better for you than how I was feeling years ago. And for him to not only say that, but to bring me through every single moment before this very one. So that I may be here, not just for this moment, but for the future as well. But so I may experience this moment. He also brought me through to grasp the knowledge, to live the lessons and the situations, to truly learn, to truly seek him. So that I may be best prepared for this moment, speaking with you all. And that is one of the many reasons why I love my God. G-O-D, uh-huh. And so I just thank God for the opportunity and As we near the end of 2022, I want you all to just experience every single moment. Trust me, I'm telling myself the exact same thing. And this is what Indy is also telling us. And hopefully we're taking heed to it, but not necessarily telling us like you do this and you do that. But just giving us recommendations on how to best experience and just cherish this year. Because some will say that it was the hardest year yet. Define the definition of hard because when a lot of people say this was the hardest year yet, it's just the equivalent of being the worst year yet. Okay, it's really just digging into what people mean. Yet, what does it mean for you? What did this year mean for you? Despite the difficult, despite the challenging, despite the obstacles, despite the losses, or what looked like to be losses, what is this year to you? What has it been to you? And what do you want it to continue to be for you? What new things do you want to learn? Ask yourself those questions and keep your ears locked in, wound it up, because we will most definitely have an episode on that before God closes the door on 2022. Yet, it ain't the time for that right now, and so Lord's willing, we will have that episode. In today's episode, it's something that comes up quite often, subconsciously though. Not something that you realize you're doing until you look at the conversation, which a lot of us do and then begin to inspect it and you say, why did I ever say that? What was the need to say that? And so today's topic is put the disclaimers to rest. Put the disclaimers to rest. So what does disclaimer mean? One of the definitions that best assists us to really understand is a statement saying that you are not legally responsible for something such as the information given. For instance, a great example is on commercials when they tell you to take this certain type of medicine and then they tell you that your head is going to fall off. But first, you're going to notice that your head is going to fall off because you notice that each toe has then fallen off. So the end result is your head indeed falling off. And so that is an example of a disclaimer because you give us all this information, yet you say, I'm not legally responsible for you taking this medicine because I have gave you a disclaimer. I have alerted you that this will happen. And so I am not legally responsible for this. To use that for day-to-day conversations, think of it like this. 
someone asks someone who does not go to school for singing for singing advice and they say, well, you know, I'm not a singer, but, or, you know, I'm not a pianist, but, or, you know, I just started doing this. So that is what we're going to be talking about. Put the disclaimers to rest. Put the self-sabotage to rest. Sabotage is usually used in the military context, yet it means to deliberately destroy, damage, or obstruct something. And so when we give disclaimers, we don't realize that we are just self-sabotaging ourselves because we are deliberately, our subconscious is deliberately destroying what your statement, your conversation, your standpoint could actually mean because you're saying that you are literally not good enough to be giving this information. So you're pretty much just speaking to yourself because once you say that, whether you realize it or not, the majority of people are just going to check out. Have you ever found yourself so sure of yourself when it comes time for you to give your standpoint and you're in a room full of people who go to school for the certain subject or who are definitely quote unquote more experienced than you in that area, you realize or you begin to die yourself down to fit in. Not to fit in as in you're wearing the same clothes or you're speaking the same way, but the way that you understand that your knowledge can never compare or have the same meaning or be as effective as theirs because you don't have the same level of experience. And that right there is something that a lot of people don't realize they do. Only for the people that go over their conversations continuously do we usually finally realize that we have been dimming down what, we're, what we know to be right. Only because when we're put into the heat of it, it's like, I'm incorrect. And so thinking of it from that standpoint, we must realize that this is only coming from a lack of self-value. And so usually we say, yes, 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 I'm for this, I have faith, I believe in this, you know what I'm saying, I support this, I stand behind this. Oh, of course you believe in Jesus, of course you believe in Jesus. But when you're at gunpoint and someone asks you that, do you still believe in Jesus? In the hardships, in the midst of the storm, when it comes time for you to step into that ring, it's all of a sudden, and so what we really want to touch on in this episode is the idea that you're going to always know something or the idea that someone just is smarter than you, okay? Let's use a teacher and a student. A lot of teachers that I've encountered, that I've heard people have encountered, that I've witnessed people encountering, I've realized that they have this idea that they cannot take anything away from the student because they have already been in high school. They have learned everything from being in high school, so there's no reason for them to be open to any idea that the child has because they're not here to be taught by the child. The child is here to be taught by them. And so, yes, to some extent that is true. Yet, when we get into that mindset, especially being a teacher to a student, that student picks up on that. And so when they realize that they must reach a certain level of knowledge before they can start speaking about it, it's like, oh, my gosh. That also ties into, oh, my gosh, I have to wait for the right time or I have to wait for the answer to actually speak out about this. Moses was stuttering, baby. Okay. And so when a student watches that, when they witness that, they begin to internalize that just as your childhood. You might not be actively saying to yourself, I'm being neglected. I'm being deprived of what I need. I'm not being shown love. I'm alone. You might not be saying those things, but we pick up on action a lot, which is why it says to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only in James 1. It's so important that 
what we are doing is perceived properly, not saying that you're doing it for to be perceived, but saying that someone is always watching you. And so when we get into the idea of disclaimers, again, it's not that we're actively saying what I'm saying is unimportant, but through the disclaimer, you are saying that to whoever you're speaking to, even if you're speaking to yourself. And so when we begin to get an idea of telling ourselves affirmations or making sure that we're building up our self-value, you know what I'm saying, going on that journey for that, we realize that it holds no weight because of these disclaimers. Okay, yeah, I'm doing this for this. That's a disclaimer, okay? So you're not legally responsible of where this goes, but with responsibility comes vulnerability, comes openness. And so we don't want to be open. So we put out a disclaimer. And so you're only jeopardizing yourself. You're only hurting yourself because your knowledge is worth to be heard. And of course, in some predicaments, it is best to, again, study, then speak. Yet when we get into the headspace that we always have to, I have to go to college before I can speak about this subject. Okay. I have to do this before I can do this. If someone's asking me a question about singing and I don't got a degree in singing, but I know what they're talking about, I am going to speak on that subject. Okay? And it's so good to have somebody around you who is knowledgeable in a lot of subjects and a lot of creative passions, yet they don't necessarily pursue all of them, yet they know about them and they know the intricate avenues of them. Knowledge comes from many sources and we, again, as a people, in America, it has literally come to this idea that if you don't go to college, you're ignorant. Okay? There's no way in the pop billy bow that you are sitting here speaking on a subject that you don't have a degree in. No one's going to listen to you. What you have to say is unimportant, it's irrelevant, and it's inaccurate. And whether someone has told you that or not, that's what we see. We see people going to college after high school. We see people getting degrees in these subjects that are being asked about. And so whether we have firsthand experiences of these things, whether we know people, whether we have witnessed something, whether we have researched and studied, it still does not matter. And so we must understand that no any topic is just the topic. It dives into so many different avenues, so many different outlets. Yet when we talk about put the disclaimers to rest, it really just stems from are you sure of yourself? Because if you're sure of yourself, there's no need for you to give a disclaimer. If I knew that there would be no need for me to pull the plug on your loved one that's in the hospital right now, I would not be like, well, the chances are slim. I would either be sure or unsure. Okay? And so in that predicament, it's kind of like, okay, but that makes no sense because they don't have control over someone's body or work or whatever. Yet, again, they are unsure that what they have the capability of doing can again bring this person to a state where they don't need to be on a plug, where they don't need to be on life support. And so that again stands from unsurety. If you're sure of yourself, you have faith, you're going to walk in it. If you doubt, you're going to begin to sink as Peter did. Sometimes it's just out of your control. And yes, it is. Though just because things might be out of your control, baby, if you realize everything is technically out of your control because God is in control, yet God is in you. So now he has allowed you to have control over yourself. Yet when you understand that you will not have control over everything, but you having faith is your control. And so despite any situation, you can still have faith that this is going to happen. Speaking things, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue is powerful. You get your conscience to believe it. Your subconscious will do whatever it can to bring that to pass with the help of Jesus, with the help of God. Because he lives within you. They live within you. We must understand that self-sabotaging 
diminishes what we have to say. When we speak on something, we're speaking on it from the heart. Usually, sometimes it comes from a place of, I feel I need to say this, or it comes from a place of, I'm just saying this just because, just to say it, just to again go with the norm. Yeah, what you are saying, you understand that this is what you're saying. And so there's no need to make a disclaimer on that. We all are very intelligent and it's because we live life. There is no need to disclaim anything that you have to say. Even in relationships, oh, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but that just, again, puts me in the headspace that this is going to hurt my feelings, yet you're just trying to give it to me in a different way. Either say it or don't say it. Why do you feel like it's going to hurt their feelings? And again, you can know somebody very deeply, yet that disclaimer is not needed. Say it. Say it. Don't say that you do this. Say that I feel this way. But you disclaiming something, it diminishes the meaning. It diminishes what you're trying to get. It diminishes the deliverance and it diminishes your intentions. And so that's why a lot of times we come back to conversations or once we get done speaking after our disclaimer and the other party is like offended in a way, we don't ever realize that it's from the disclaimer. Again, there comes predicaments where you have to acknowledge things like the commercials. Yes, your head may fall off if you eat this medicine. Though at least your heart will be pumping for a little while longer before it does. And so, yes, it seems as a joke, yet there are predicaments where disclaimers assist you, but not in your day-to-day life. We're not talking about that. If one decides to be technical, yes, there are situations that this does not pertain to. Yet, we're talking about on a day-to-day basis. We're talking about when it truly just comes from you. There's no need to disclaim your feelings. There's no need to disclaim your feelings because with that, you're saying, with me saying this, I'm just so keen on your feelings. And so you begin to deter the conversation from you explaining how you feel to you just caging how you feel to best be received. And sometimes, baby, you got to break out of that. You have to literally say how you feel despite how it's going to be perceived. Because either you're going to be honest or you close your mouth. Because what's the point of you speaking at all if you're not going to say the whole truth, nothing but the truth? So help you God. If what's coming out your mouth is not how you actually feel, what is the point? Of course, all of our intentions are not right sometimes. And so that's, again, a different scenario. Yet we are speaking about when you have it in your heart to walk right, to say what you feel, to be honest, to share your knowledge, to share your emotions. There is no need for a disclaimer on that. You're not perfect. No, you may not have went to college. No, you may not have even finished high school. No, you may not have passed every test in that subject. No, you may not know anyone in that subject, yet you are a human being and you have knowledge on situations that you may never go to college for, never finish high school for, yet you are intelligent. You know about things. And so speak on those things. Do not disclaim yourself. Do not self-sabotage yourself. Do not diminish the meaning of what you are saying. Because you view yourself as someone who could never have that amount of knowledge. And even if they do, it can't mean as much as someone who went to this place or someone who does this. Don't ever compare what you have or the knowledge that you have to how someone else got theirs. Your knowledge, your feelings, your emotions should never be based upon where someone else is stemmed from, where someone got their knowledge from. It should never be based on that because once it's based on that, it's not actually how you're feeling. It's just how you're feeling mixed in with them and so it's not truly how you're feeling it's just how y'all are feeling together without even knowing it and so put the disclaimers to rest means believing in yourself it's not the easiest thing to do to have faith in yourself 
to understand what you are saying is worth it, to understand that you may make mistakes when you speak, you may stutter, you may say the wrong thing, but if you slow down and pace yourself and be intentional, again, you can make sure that you're saying what you desire to say. And yes, sometimes it's not always what that person may need to hear yet when you're asked a question and you know that you can assist don't ever be like oh i'm not the man for the job or oh my gosh you know what i'm saying i don't want to hurt you say what you have to say and leave the disclaimers behind once you begin to disclaim what you have to say is as if you said nothing because again whether the person across from you completely just knocks you from the list of people that they can actually ask for knowledge in this subject or they're still listening, but they're nitpicking to see where your confidence lied and where it didn't. But they're still very hesitant because you started off the conversation proclaiming to them that you barely had knowledge in the situation because you didn't have a degree or because you aren't this person. It just shows your sense of confidence, self-worth, self-value. And it just shows how you feel about what you're saying. And so if you don't believe what you're saying, why would I believe it? If you don't believe what you're saying, why would I believe it? Why would I ever follow Jesus if he didn't even believe that he could walk on water? Peter answered him because he knew that Jesus could walk on water. He knew who Jesus was. Based off of what he saw. And so when people see and hear you doing the disclaimers, partaking in being a person who disclaims, they realize that whatever you have to say must not be that worthwhile. It must not be of assistance as they need it to be. Because if it were to be, you will begin with that. How do you begin a paper with a hook? Do you listen to a song that just starts off funky? You have to hook somebody. And so when you begin your conversation, when you introduce yourself as someone whose knowledge might not meet to what you want, you already diminish that. Let's say you're in a conversation and someone decides that for themselves. Let them do that. Do not decide that for them. Do not decide that for them. Sometimes we just end up writing ourselves off without even giving ourselves the opportunity. And so we end up writing other people off and writing other people's intellectual capacity off, writing other people's perceptive skills off. Because again, we're just like, okay, I'm not who you're really looking for, but here goes my take on the matter. I'm sorry. How do you know who I'm looking for? And again, that creates a whole different type of conflict between you and the person you're speaking to because you're just, you just begin to assume things about yourself, things about them, and it creates a conversation to just deter in a way that no one wants to have it anymore. And you realize that you're just, again, backing away from it because you have begun this tension. You are worth much more than the sabotage you put yourself through. You are worth much more than the sabotage you put yourself through. You are in so many ways. And so when you catch yourself about to disclaim, about to say, I'm not the man for the job, but I'm not in this profession, but speak it. It may be perceived wrong. It may be perceived that you don't know what you're talking about. When you have faith in that and you're walking in that faith, realize that they hated Jesus first. Realize that everybody seems stupid to somebody. Yet, if you seem as stupid to yourself, everybody going to perceive you as stupid, even the people who never even want to use stupid in their vocabulary. Because if you're walking around saying that I'm stupid, Hey, stupid. Do you even have a name? No, stupid. Okay. And so who are you presenting yourself as? With a disclaimer, you're telling us who you are, whether I've met you before or not. Realizing that people grow on a day-to-day basis. In a relationship, when you're explaining about your feelings, there's no need to disclaim 
because it may hurt their feelings or it may not but don't get them in that headspace because when you say oh i'm not trying to hurt your feelings but i'm looking at the situation trying to pinpoint what what is going to hurt my feelings i'm not even trying to really understand what you're saying about how you feel i'm just trying to see or protect my feelings from being hurt and so don't create thoughts for people don't put things in people's heads because there's so much in there already allow people to think how they're gonna think allow people to feel how they're gonna feel allow people to perceive how they're gonna perceive baby but you gotta do what you're gonna do you gotta say what you're gonna say you gotta give how you're gonna give and it might not be taken how you want it to be taken yet don't allow that to be because you decided to just diminish any possibility of what you had to say to be taken truthfully honestly and with all regard if I go into a room already realizing and already deeming myself as a loser, I'm going to lose whether I go home with the medal or not. If I go into a boxing ring and saying, they so damn big or they so small, but I know their reputation. And so I know that I'm going to lose. Whether you go home as a champion or not, you have lost because your mindset, because of who you have created yourself to be in your mind, you have lost and so when you disclaim in a conversation, you have lost the meaning of the conversation. You have lost your side. So truthfully, it has only become a one-sided conversation because your side holds no substance, no weight. And so even if you're speaking, what you're saying has no meaning because no one's paying attention to what you're saying because you said yourself, it doesn't mean anything. And that is not true. You know, again, as we have said in numerous in the episodes, I feel like we've said that in every single episode now recently is that it may not be the truth. It may never be the truth, but it may be your truth. And so that doesn't create to be the truth, but it's your truth is what you've been living as and living by. And so who am I to tell you that? Because when we have a fixation, no matter what somebody says, it ain't going to change that. And so that's why we begin to do affirmations, but we already deem ourselves as being unworthy and ugly. We're like, okay, I don't know where it's going to take me, but we already know who we are. Oh, I'm so pretty, ugly. And you just leave that with nothing because of this truth you have had. So before you begin these affirmations, how do you view yourself now? Where do your fixations lie at now? Who do you call yourself to be on a day-to-day basis? Do you disclaim? Or do you just proclaim? We all fall into that category. Yet when we realize that the true change in the atmosphere, change in behavior comes from us pacing ourselves and being intentional... Because that pressure can quickly get us back into the mindset of, you know what I'm saying, I'm not the person for the job. But yet when we take a pause and say, nobody in here is greater than me and I know greater than nobody else. Yet what I have to say is important and it will be heard. And then you speak. Yet if you just go in there and don't analyze and don't pace yourself or don't center yourself and don't reiterate to yourself and don't assure yourself that you are enough. What you have to say has value. What you have to say has worth. If you do not do these things, they're just going to, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying, a disclaimer. And then as you're speaking in the conversation, it not only loses its value, but you lose your focus because you remember what you just said. And you say, I did not even mean to say that. Be more intentional. Be more aware. You are worth it. Point blank. Boom. You are worth it. And nobody in the world that can change my mind, any's mind, nobody's mind. That is set in stone. You are worth it. You are enough. If God, the creator of it all, has chosen you, you are enough. That makes you enough. And so what you have to say is enough. You are valid completely. And so once you have decided that, now I'm not saying just go out and be funk, okay? I ain't saying just go out and start talking out your neck, all right? Don't give people the opportunity to look down upon you before they even have the opportunity to do so themselves. 
when you speak, whether I know you or not, that is, again, it's either adding to or taking away from the reputation that you have already had. And so when you're in a conversation, what do you do? When you're in a conversation, what do you do? I love you all so much. Man, this episode got me sweating mentally, for real. It's just, it's so easy to fall into the habit of disclaiming ourselves and deeming ourselves of being unworthy and saying what we have to say is important, yes, but it's not as important as someone who may have a degree in this. It's just as important because as I can learn from them, they can learn from me. But just as the teacher and the student, we already have fixed in our minds that this person is greater than me because of what they have. I must not be that great because I don't have what they have. And so it's not that you're jealous. It's just that you don't view yourself to have any worth because you don't have what anybody else has. And you never will, even if you have the exact same car, because you are a completely different person. And so don't ever base what you have to say, who you are, anything regarding you or anything else off of somebody else. If the Israelites, based off of what God would call Moses to do, they will all be dead. Because God said, don't come on this doggone mountain unless you Moses. And if they was like, okay, but God telling him, him to do that, and I'm with Moses, and it looked kind of good, I'm going to walk up there, flat out dead. You're not being called to do what nobody else is being called to do, so there's no reason why your neck should be turned, why your worth should be based upon somebody else. What somebody else got, who somebody else is, where they got their knowledge from, where they got their feelings from, how they may feel. Say what you got to say, because, baby, you might hurt somebody and not even mean to do it. But don't start a conversation off saying, I might hurt you in this or this might not be worth your time. Because we are on about you, but you say that I done checked out. <laughs> I done checked out. I'm done checked. OK. And so if you want to counter that, get to the point. A lot of times we talk about the elevator speech, as in if you're with a CEO or something, you have about a minute or less to pitch yourself. How are you going to pitch yourself? You got to hook somebody. And so a disclaimer period, whether it's benefiting you or diminishing the meaning from what you're saying, you got to hook somebody. Leave it alone. No disclaimers. Put them all to rest. Say what you got to say. Say what you have to say. Say what you have to say. Say what you have to say. Point blank. Boom. Say what you have to say. That's all we can say is say what you got to say. Because however it's going to be perceived, whoever's going to side-eye you, whoever's going to have input, it's going to come one way or another, whether it comes directly to you or behind your back. It's going to come. And so you're going to allow it to come, baby. You just got to allow it to happen because that's life. But don't ever base what you got to say off of what might happen afterwards or what might happen during or what somebody's already thinking. And so you just add all that into your disclaimer. And you just ruin yourself for yourself before anybody else can do that or before anybody else can attempt to do that. Because if you know that you can never be ruined, nobody can ever ruin you. And so there's no need to make a disclaimer. If you know what you got to say is important, no matter your profession, no matter your career choice, no matter if you went to college or not, you're going to say it. And so either the person on the receiving end is going to receive it, take heed to it, try to at least, or they just ain't. And that's just what you got to understand. But don't make that decision for them. Don't make disclaimers. Put them to rest. Let them lie in the dirt and the soil. Make something great out of this lesson of putting the disclaimers to rest. And so you can either decide to grow you some weeds and stay in the disclaiming state. Or you can grow you some beautiful sunflowers. 
and smell the breeze of a fresh new step in your life. I pray you wondrous people who got something from this lesson. I love you all so much and I thank God that you are here, alive, healthy, well. Believe it, it shall be yours. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believe and you shall receive it. Matthew 21 verse 22. I love you all so much. Let's chat about this. We'd love to speak with you all. Make sure you all follow us on Instagram if you love to do so at I-N-N-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And I love you all so much. Reflect, take time for yourself, pace yourself. Yet God loves you more. And until next Friday or I speak with you all next, Shani Wasikoff says, laters. Bzzz, mwah. <laughs>